is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, hey, um... Hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the show. My name's Jeff Bajoric. I'm your host, and I'm here to help you rethink the way you sell. When it comes to belief, there is a very short list of people um, that I would talk to about this when it comes to the importance of belief and not just how important it is, but how to earn that belief, how to gain that belief, how to start from nothing and then be ready to run through a brick wall. It's Jeffrey Gittimer. So buckle up, enjoy this conversation with him. And I will talk to you again when we come back. There is one voice in my head when I think about belief as a salesperson and it's his and every once in a while I can also see his finger pointed at my face too, because that's the way that, uh, uh, I always imagined him, uh, writing his books and as I read them. And then what's interesting is Jeffrey, as I got to meet you and then got to know you and got to do a little bit of work with you, that is exactly who you are. Um, there's, there's never been a more authentic, uh, writer, author, speaker, guide, coach, mentor. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I must say that you are an excellent judge. (laughs) And thank you for setting such low expectations. (laughs) But I've come to the realization over the past decade that the two biggest reasons that salespeople quit are rejection and crappy boss. Mm Mm-hmm. You you put those two things in a box and throw them away, and you'll have the most productive, happy salespeople on the planet. And rejection comes from, I don't want to get rejected because I don't think I'm good enough. Therefore, I'm not going to make this call. And that's known as call reluctance. I refer to it as no balls or no <laughs> no belief in what you're doing. Right. Um, and then you have the overbearing manager who will tell you what to do, but not how to do it. And it may be because he or she cannot do it themselves. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the whole deal. And so you look at this from the perspective of, okay, what are my options? And my options are a don't take the job if you don't believe in the product of the company or the service and B if you don't believe in yourself, you're in the wrong category to begin with. Yeah. You need to take a job. I don't, I, you know, I think they fired all the greeters at Walmart. So that eliminates an entire category of 
chicken shit salespeople that could take a different job. <laughs> Welcome to Walmart. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. You put together a new product, right? Or you work for a company that puts a new product out there or, or whatever. I mean, sometimes you need that thing to get you going to make that first sale, right? The it's sale begins and ends in belief. And the company should give it away. Mm. If they believe in it or make a funnel out of it to where you give away the first part of it and register right. for the second part, um, people don't understand the value of either a low introductory price or giving something away. I give you a classic example. You go to a restaurant and they're selling t-shirts for $24.95. Why? Are they in right. the t-shirt business? No, they're in the food business. And if somebody wears your shirt, if it's cool enough to wear, people are going to see it all over town. Right. Sell it for five bucks. Right. Cost or less. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it never ceases to amaze me how stupid people really are. <laughs> and I guess the third would be stupidity, uh, fear of rejection or rejection outright, boss and stupid. Those are the three. You can't ever leave stupid off the list because there is a lot of stupidity going on out there. So let's talk about how do you instill belief in yourself? Okay. So everybody's heard just what you say. And they're like, you know what, Jeffrey, you're right. You're right. I'm either, but I'm not stupid. I, I don't fear rejection and my boss is okay. Um, but I just, I'm, I'm stuck I, okay. I really want to get after this. How do they get the motor going, right? Their, their intentions are good. Now, how do they implement? How do they go from knowing to doing? This is a deep, dark secret. The salesperson, fearing whatever it is or trying to gain the belief, needs to go to the top 10 customers that the company is already selling and listen to their boss or the person who's actually using their product and finding out why they bought it and how they use it and how happy they are with it. And with that, you will deepen your own belief from the belief of others. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that if, if you're a salesperson and you walk in and you go, Hey, um, my name's Jeffrey. You don't really know me from a sack of potatoes, but would you like to know why the last 10 people bought our product and love it? Now I have a pitch based on testimonial. I could probably mm -hmm. even get 10 video testimonials while I'm at these people's places. Right. You know, why do you like my product? Why do you like my product? What do you do with it? How do you use it? How do you produce more with it? How do you make a profit with it? Just, the answers are obvious. The problem is the people that are teaching it are stupid. Remember stupid? The third <laughs> thing. And it, it's flabbergasting to me how obvious the answer is and how it's never done. Do you think that is because <laughs> I'm going to try not to be swayed too much by your, your, uh, your line of stupid thought here, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Do you, do you feel okay. like, do you feel like people are trying so hard not to 
sounds stupid that they make it more complicated than it, than it is, right? Yeah. I mean, hey, why, why is this product selling so well? I don't know. Why don't we ask the people who are buying it? Like, that's right. really, really simple. But wait, I'm smart. I'm, I'm just wait till you see how smart I am. I'm going to come up with this overcomplicated, yeah. convoluted thing. And just to, it, it, is it an ego thing? Well, they use the wrong terms to start out with. Do I want a salesperson who's onboarded? Or do I want a salesperson who's ready to roll? Right. Yeah. So drop that stupid ass term and come up with something that's real. Who is the stakeholder? I don't know who that person is. Are they the one that when you catch the vampire, they have the stake and somebody else <laughs> drives it into their heart so that they become normal? So is there a stakeholder and a stake driver? Yeah, there's a stakeholder <laughs> and a stake driver. I am a steak eater. I prefer blackened and I prefer cooked medium. But that's just me. And if you use the wrong term, it sets the wrong tone. Mm -hmm. And the problem that exists in, in ramping somebody up to get ready to go out on the job and feel good about themselves and have a deep belief system is... You're teaching them bullshit. How much of the belief then, how much of a sales rep's belief is incumbent upon the sales rep? And how much of it, I mean, how, the leader obviously yeah, plays a, a role. Question. I see where you're going. Right. Le the leader obviously going. plays a role. So, so who, you know, who's, who's, who's primary responsibility or, or whose responsibility you're trying is to sell pizza there? and you don't like pizza, you're not going to make a lot of sales. Yeah. So number one is you got to feel comfortable in your sales shoes. Mm -hmm. You have to feel like this is something that I use myself. The reason people fail at direct selling or network marketing, whatever they're calling it these days, mm -hmm. is that they're not a product of the product. Mm -hmm. You're not using the product with deep belief. Why the hell are you selling it? Well, I'm trying to recruit people. No, I, a dummy. <laughs> How can you recruit people if you're not passionate about what it is that you're doing? Look, you know how to prospect. I know you know how to prospect, but something still gets in your way. As a matter of fact, I've identified eight reasons that you and your team are not creating more sales opportunities. I put them together as a white paper to serve as a companion of this season of the Rethink the Way You Sell podcast. Go to jeffbajorek.com forward slash eight reasons to download your copy and the self-assessment that is included in that white paper so you know where you can make maximal impact right away to improve your prospecting results. Now back to the show. So I, my feeling, Jeff, is you have to, unless you're selling like a medical product where you have to insert something into your arm to, you know, um, but even then you have to have the belief that it's the best product on the planet. Right. You got to believe you work for the best company. You got to believe you have the best products and services. Those are, those are top two. Mm -hmm. You got to believe you're the great person. But you have to love what it is. If you don't love what it is, that passion is not going to be transferable. So it, love and belief are tied together. Totally agree. And what's what's really interesting, and I've been talking about this lately, 
there's this quote salesy behavior out there that people are trying to eliminate. And I get that because you don't want to be the person with bad intentions, whatever, but people go so far out of their way to not be salesy that they forget that they still have to sell something. And I think it's tied to this belief. And, and you, you talk about it in terms of whether it's cold outreach or just connecting with people on LinkedIn. It's why are you connecting with me on LinkedIn? Well, I want to expand my professional network. Like I just looked at your profile. You're going to sell me something within the next 48 hours. Why don't you just tell me that you're going to sell it to me? Like if you reach out to me and say, Hey, look, I think I can help. We've got something that has helped people like you. Would you like to know the top 10 reasons why people like you buy things like this from people like me? Like that's so much more intriguing than something lame. And it stems from this belief that you're someone worth talking to because you have something worth talking about. Exactly. And if you don't and have that, you're hosed. Okay. Let me throw something at you though. That's way from left field. I played left field a long time ago. I'm, yeah, I'm familiar no, with that I, part of the ball ballpark. I was a shortstop. But I think that that you have to have the guts to go a little bit beyond the norm in order to be able to be perceived yeah. as someone different, someone I want to talk to. Yep. Um, Jeff, you don't know me, but I can see by your profile picture that your hair is beginning to recede. And <laughs> I don't think I can help you with that, but there are a couple of things I can help you with. Let's connect. Right humor yeah and you're gonna go shit i got all right i'll give it a shot you're not gonna say no to that guy and if you piss him off and he won't do it that tells you that you wouldn't you're in the wrong ballpark anyway right right so my feeling is um you go for it every single time or else you know what do you what are you doing really why don't people go for it more often i have no idea but i just did a seminar for a company that sells beauty supplies to salons, mm -hmm. big company. I wore a t-shirt to do my seminar that said, I'm having a no hair day. <laughs> and I immediately gained the love of the crowd. Right. Never said a word. Take a look at yourself and your sense of humor, but that my t-shirt stems from my belief yeah i have the 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 sales balls enough to be able to wear that shirt in front of a crowd not having to make it i never mentioned a word about it yeah well, how do you like my shirt right I, you know um you know enough about me what do you think about me um <laughs> so i feel like there has to be enough self-confidence in that salesperson's capabilities to mm -hmm. where they can overcome that the the fear of failure all right last question before we wrap here okay where did you get where did you get yours where did you get your self-confidence your self-belief um i grew up my dad was a businessman not an entrepreneur mm -hmm. there because his father was the businessman and they owned real estate, built real estate, had a manufacturing company. I worked in the factory from the time I was seven. All of the people who came to our home owned their own business in one form or another. Some were doctors, some were lawyers, but some were real estate magnates, some were industrial supply 
you know, whatever they did, plumbing supplies. And I just assumed that that was my path because that was what was spoke, you know, business was spoken in our home. I would mm -hmm. sneak down on Thursday nights and listen to my dad's pinochle game mm. because the table talk was <laughs> yeah. worth it. Okay. Oh man. Wow. And I'm for years, not for like a time or two, like for years. And I played golf. My dad um, sponsored my, our golf pro on the tour, mm. but on the weekends he would play with professional athletes. So I was always playing with top quality people always. Mm -hmm. And I just assumed that I had the same thing within me as he had within him. Then my mom opened up her own business. So that's number one. Okay. Well, how you're raised in your environment. It's huge of how you get your belief. Then the second thing is, can you make sales yourself? And I learned how to sell without sales techniques. I just had the gift of gab and I had a pretty cool product and people liked it and they bought it. Mm -hmm. um, I quit my dad's business um, because I it was uninspiring to me. I didn't want to be a kitchen cabinet maker, mm -hmm. uh, but I bought these two big beanbag chairs at a furniture store when they were just taking them off the truck. And I sat down and I brought all my friends over to sit down them, and they were going, this is the coolest thing I ever saw in my life. I said, well, how many do you want? <laughs> and I had 25 sold by the end of the first weekend. Yeah. And I figured I can make them for half the price or I can buy them for half the price. And I called the company and I ordered a hundred beanbags. And they said, are you a furniture store? And I said, well, no. And they said, we only sell to furniture stores. I said, dude, a hundred. <laughs> this other guy bought two. Right. And so I, I asked for the boss and the boss comes on. We only sell the furniture stores. And I said, well, can you do me a favor? Can you put the phone a little closer to your ear? Oh, boy. And the guy goes, sure. I said, fuck you. I'll make them myself. Wow. And I took them apart. I made patterns. I put an ad in the paper, Jeff, for seamstress to work at home. I had 200 calls in the first hour that the, that the ad ran. Wow. I selected the first five people just random and they worked for me for two years out of their home. Wow. I bought them sewing machines and I had a great time doing it and I made yeah. them for even less than half. Sure. So now I'm in the business and I'm making money and I'm making sales. And I had a strategy for, for making sales to department stores. I would take my big bean bag, throw it over my shoulder, walk into Bloomingdale's, mm -hmm. throw the bean bag on the floor of the furniture buyer whose office I walked into without an appointment. <laughs> and I'd say, have you ever sat in one of these? And he goes, no. I said, well, why don't you sit in? Tell me how you feel. And he sits down and he goes, this is amazing. I said, here's the order form. Just fill it out what you want. Yeah. And that was it. And so I gained the gift of self-confidence by just having some New York City sales balls. Mm. They're not easy to do. But once you get momentum of becoming accepted for what you do, 
then you start having fun at it. Jeffrey, thank you. Thank you for being here. Thanks for uh, really just, it's as simple as it gets. It's not oh, yeah. easy. You never said it was easy, right. um, but it's, it's as simple, simple as you want easy. it to be. <clears throat> yeah. Awesome. It's my pleasure. Um, next time you have me back, we'll talk about something controversial like cold calling <laughs> and why it's stupid. Um, it's, we will, I, we will happily debate that. <laughs> I have a, I have a TikTok channel now. It's called mm -hmm. the real king of sales. Mm -hmm. I put up half a dozen videos one, they all have like a thousand or two views. One has 12,000 views. It's the one that says cold calling is a waste of time. Yeah. And man, it is just blowing it up. So we'll talk about it. And I'm happy to listen to your uh, wrong opinion. And, <laughs> and we can kind of go from there. Cool. Perfect. Well, what did you think? quite a conversation. I told you to buckle up. One of the things that is clear to me about Jeffrey is that he knows who he is. He knows who he isn't, and he doesn't care if you're not for him, right? Or if he's not for you. It's okay. He won't hold that against you, but he knows who his people are. And he goes out and he tries to reach those people and he tries to help those people. He's one of the most generous people I've ever talked to. And I've spoken with him. I have hung with him. I have spent days with him. He is as generous as he purports to be. He is as irreverent as he purports to be. Um, and you can call that part of his charm. You can let that turn you off. It doesn't matter. He's out there believing in what he does. And he is the personification of everything he writes and speaks about. That alignment is crucial. But not just that alignment, that source of power, that source of belief. It's huge. It's huge. And he knows he's not for everybody. That's why he's as good as he is for the people who he knows he's for. So thanks for hanging with me. Thanks for hanging with us. I hope you learned something. Um, always learn something from him. And, uh, you know, he's, there's a reason he's the king of sales. And you know what's interesting about that? He called himself the king of sales, and I haven't heard anybody argue with him about it. So, you know, there's a lesson in that too. So thanks for being here. I appreciate you hanging with me. There is, like I said, there are a lot of options for you, a lot of ways you can spend your podcast time. Thank you for spending them with me. If there's something that I said today or something that Jeffrey said today that you think may be able to help your team, reach out shoot me a message. You know how to get a hold of me. Find me on the socials. Hit me an email, jb at jeffbajorek.com. Hoping to uh, really help you explore this concept of belief a lot more. It's a cornerstone of everything that I do for the sales teams that I work with. And I know I can help you too. Until we have that conversation, there's another podcast episode coming your way in just a couple of days. I'll talk to you then. Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson, with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajorek. <laughs>